T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family. Rocket can. So glad to have you. Man, I still just cannot get over the fact that Raiders wide receiver Mac Hollins joined us earlier in the show in studio. And this dude landed in New York and has not been wearing shoes the whole time. This is not a bit. It's not a stunt. This is a lifestyle for him. This guy doesn't wear shoes. It just never even occurred to me not to wear shoes, especially in New York. I mean, yuck. Yeah, no, I I don't even go shoeless in my own apartment. I wear socks. <laughs> I, I mean, I I wear socks. I don't. You don't wear your shoes in your apartment. No, nah, and I will go barefoot. That was weird. Yeah, no, that's crazy. <laughs> I sleep with shoes on. You know, like when you go to the beach on vacation, you might be aggressive going shoeless. Like yeah. you walk to the store. Right. But even then you're super noticeable about it. Like you're super tense about, oh, I'm going to step on glass. And I don't think this is like a Northeast thing. I think this is just a... Common sense thing, yeah. Yeah, just an America thing, right? I don't know. I can't vouch for other countries if people are going shoeless. I but in this country, you're he's like walking through the airport without shoes on. I thought the meat thing was even weirder, though. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't eat anything but meat. That's ever. it. And it's meat not like and an, fruit. <laughs> not like an Atkins diet. Like, he doesn't have anything. He's just got a hamburger for breakfast yeah. and a steak for dinner. Two meals a day. This guy is crazy. But crazy cool, by the way. Yeah, I don't no, know he's got a cool vibe. When he explained it, it sounded awesome. He's sort of getting back to the caveman aspect of men. Like, this is what we were supposed to eat. Like, no, we're not men supposed love to, this. We're not supposed to eat a bag of potato chips, Maggie. He's in nature growing <laughs> up. There was no, like, cavemen could not pick potato chips off a tree. Our bodies evolved. That was evolved. personal to me because I said, listening to Mac Hollins talk about his diet yeah. made me want to eat healthier. So, oh, and yeah, then yeah. I... I did that for five seconds, yeah. and I ate a bag. Right, of right. We we ordered <laughs> bone broth for Tasty Thursday. For Tasty Thursday, and I yeah. was like, "Wow, Maggie's really turned a leaf here." And then I look <laughs> over, and you're eating barbecue potato chips. I was like wolfing them down in the break. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> you totally. You, I abandoned it. What happened? I, I abandoned ship on this. Like it, it didn't even take a commercial break. Matt Collins said he won't eat anything with instructions ingredients. on ingredients you know tom brady always says don't eat anything where you have to open the package well eh, good for him i definitely ate uh, some type of chips you... that probably have 1000 ingredients in them and i couldn't read half of them yeah it's like an exosorable <laughs> by carbonate he's like i don't even you know i don't like those flavored seltzer waters i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> flavored seltzer water is your problem okay i've noticed this a little bit with men more than women but you can Give me a little insight into the male brain here. This caveman diet, yeah, like that's paleo. appealing to you guys. There's, Absolutely. What is appealing about that? You also, Meat. 
Meat good. <laughs> All right, what are you going <laughs> to club me over the head and take me out of the game? Yeah. Like that, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you're talking to him also about this fantasy of being dropped in the middle of nowhere yeah. just to survive on your own wits. The show alone, yes. How is the, why is that a fantasy for men? Well, I think to we be away from your wives. I think we secretly want to be alone from <laughs> away from our families. Yes. Okay, there's no red zone out there though, Perloff. Like, there's no the DraftKings app. When it's, you... na- it's nature's red zone, Magnus. <laughs> you get to see the seasons change. Yeah, you last thirty seconds. But do you ever think about okay, what if everything went south? What if the apocalypse came? How long would I last? I'm hoping I get taken out in the first wave. We've talked about this. Yeah. I don't want to be here for the cleanup. I, I'm going to be a first wave guy. But you know these tech billionaires, they all have these elaborate plans. They all know how to drive motorcycles. Yeah, right. Heard, so they can get out. They've all gotten corrective eye surgery because there will be no glasses after the apocalypse. <laughs> they have their own stores of food. Yeah, I've heard seeds. that. Seeds. Yeah. I fantasize right. about that a lot too, but then again, I live in an apartment that's a hundred yards from the Brooklyn Bridge. I'm out before I'm okay. long out before you. But here's the thing: it's not just apocalyptic. I think there's something more where this is just the male fantasy is being picked up and dropped off in the middle of nowhere, yeah, and absolutely. I don't get that. Absolutely, that's not the female fantasy. You, and then you get to hunt and kill your own food. What about that? Is appealing? That's, everything is appealing. Once you about that. okay, just actually visualize yourself. You shoot a deer with a bow and arrow. Let's say you actually get it in the You're first try. You're lucky if you get a deer. Yeah. Usually they're eating squirrels, but okay. Oh, gross. And then then what are you doing with that animal in front of you? You really think you're going to do something? You're going to skin it and eat it? Yes. You, Andrew Perloff, no, are going to no, do no. that. I thought you were talking about me, me and my fantasy. <laughs> That's just such a weird fantasy to me. Being out of civilization and trying to eat, kill and eat your own food. Hunting is one of the most popular activities in the country. Oh, I'm from a place where people hunt. I get it. But those people are not you. (laughs) Oh, Oh, the reality? You're you're saying I couldn't kill my own deer. By the way, you're not allowed to use a gun. You can only use a bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah, give the um, animal a shot. So, but in the show I'm talking about. So I'm bow hunting. You don't think I can kill a deer, skin it, store it away from scavengers, and cook it on my own? (laughs) No. I don't think yeah, you can do course. any one of those tests, let alone all of them together, <laughs> to survive. No. Of course, of course I could not. Yes. <laughs> what are you kidding me? That's why I fantasize about it. Everything I'm not. Perloff's in a suit today, just by the way. Yeah, yeah. Just FYI, he's got an event later tonight. Yes. I doubt you're going to be talking about bow hunting yeah. that thing. No, no, I'm I'm going to a high-end... Re- could they go to a high-end restaurant and rub elbows with fancy people tonight? Some famous people? <laughs> Matt Collins could. I don't know about no, all the he, other... Oh, he's not wearing shoes, Maggie. How's he going to go? <laughs> These people don't care that he's a receiver for the Raiders. It I'm would, going with some big wigs tonight. <laughs> it'd be amazing if he showed up to like a really fancy gal with no shoes. It would be... It's such a conversation starter. Like, hey, man, cool. where'd your shoes go? It would be cool. But you know the restaurant I'm going to. It's really fancy. It's really fancy. Really I actually, fancy. And okay, so I looked Uncomfortably today, fancy. The dress code. And tell me what you how you guys would approach this. It said... Jacket required, tie preferred. Does that mean I have to wear a tie? Yeah, it's preferred. Preferred, yeah. I would wear a tie. They're telling you without telling you. No, they're actually telling you. But the trend in society today is to dress down. Like, oh, society. Yeah, I'm telling you, people dress down. People don't wear suits and ties anymore. No, so but I not think in I get... high society, like where you're going tonight. Okay. See, I'm not, Wait, I don't do fit in Do you have a tie? I do have a tie. Okay. So I don't fit in either way. I can't hunt and kill my own prey. <laughs> and I don't dress right for these high-end restaurants. Uh, I, by the way, you're it, not going to offend me. Like men aren't going to offend women. who be like, I want to get dropped off in the middle of nowhere because I want to be away from my family. The problem is women also have a fantasy about being away from their families. It's just not being dropped. In, no, just so drop me in the middle of Bloomingdale's. There's 10 contestants 
every year there's about five women and five men and the women are all often in the running they know yeah. how to hunt just as well so it's not just a male fantasy the other thing is they don't kill deer if you kill a deer you'd be the luckiest alone contestant <laughs> of all time they kill like, squirrels and muskrats and beavers they have ugh. to eat beavers oh man uh this one guy and the other thing is once you kill it where, where do you put the meat maggie where do you put the meat <laughs> you put put it in your little shelter then guess what? You I don't become know. You're a... talking about killing beavers and where am I putting the meat? I don't want to be a part of this conversation anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I didn't know that's where this was going, and I feel like <laughs> I don't want to keep going down this dangerous place. I, what, I didn't mean to go there, but you put the... Yeah, where you put am the, I putting it? I don't... I don't I, I, could you just grow up and let me say this in a mature <laughs> no, way? No, I can't. You put, um, if you put the meat in your shelter, you're, you an immediate, where do you store it? you're an immediate target for grizzly bears who smell the kill and will come and kill you in the middle of the night. Is so, this your fantasy, you guys, too? You want to be dropped off in the middle of nowhere like Perloff and Mac Hollins from the Raiders? No. <laughs> no. Complete opposite <laughs> no. of Perloff okay. here. See? Yeah. Stu and Kevin get it. I'm not saying it's a realistic fantasy, but don't you think it'd be cool if you had those skills? You could start your own fire and go bow hunting and ice fishing and all that cool stuff? No, uh, what Maggie said, I need the NFL red zone on Sunday. <laughs> well, maybe you can You're get not going to watch shuttle. USC Utah this weekend. You're going to be missing out. We got Bama, Tennessee. You're not going to want to miss that. <laughs> it's <laughs> like wanna... camping. I, I don't know. I've never found the urge to go camping and be without devices and TVs and stuff like that and have yeah. to cook your own food. Uh, no, no. So the one thing about camping, I get it. I understand why people would want to get away for a little bit, right? Like a night, maybe two. I understand that. I understand being in nature. The one thing I can't get past is why would you choose to sleep on the ground when you don't have to? Oh, I, I can't. I don't even know what to do with you. <laughs> the fact that I am the rural one of this crew <laughs> is insane. I mean, I grew up in the most rural place out of all of us. Camping Definitely. is super fun. You're you're completely detached from all the normal societal stuff, and it's great to unplug and be one with nature. I guess. Can I sleep in the car? Well, I mean, listen, have you seen modern camping today? <laughs> yeah, glamping is what yeah, they call Yeah, glamping. It. Like, basically, you get you basically, you basically get one of those cool AeroStream things. Yeah, yeah. That, that's Nobody's sleeping on the floor anymore, but it's fun. I, I like it. I, I think we should do a Maggie and Perloff show camping trip. A we'll, camp out? Yeah, we'll bring our buddy Sully. He'll come along. Okay. Uh, who's from, the, from Boston. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what skills he has. Uh, I don't know. Uh, cheering for Tom Brady. I have a good sense that Mike Sampter, our producer, would get eaten by a bear. Yeah. I mean, it's like a one in four chance. It, it, it turned very tragic with Sampter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either that or he accidentally kayak over a waterfall. <laughs> Something tragic's happened with Sampter. <laughs> we, that's a given. He'd be wearing a helmet, though. Yeah, and... Safety first with that guy, always. And we'd definitely be like, okay, we're going to eat really healthy. We're going to eat outdoor thing. And you would slowly see Maggie pull out a bag of potato <laughs> chips. And I was guaranteed what's going to happen. Barbecue potato chips that I had. They were actually Buffalo Ranch. They weren't even that good. Uh, that was a waste of calories. Anyway, okay. So we got that out of the way. We also have. <laughs> Come on, Maggie. You could do this transition. Get into it, baby. Um, have you ever killed a bald eagle? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you got oh, eagles, cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you go. I was trying to think what you hunt. You're not going to hunt That's a cowboy. That's one of those protected animals in the. Anyway. Yeah, don't kill a bald eagle. Don't kill a bald don't, eagle. Don't kill a cowboy either. <laughs> do not kill a cowboy either. You're going to go to jail do, if you do either. Yeah, don't kill a, a buffalo bill either. Yeah, don't kill a buffalo and don't kill a chief. I don't know. <laughs> don't kill I, a guy named Bill. <laughs> it doesn't. This is not good either way. But these games are going to be really good. There we go. <laughs> and Bravo. 
the chef's kiss. Yeah, you're welcome. So well, let's start with the Eagles and the Cowboys because Troy Aikman, and let's hear some of that sound, Kevin. Troy Aikman is now waded into the potential for a quarterback controversy with the Cowboys if if they can pull off the upset against the Eagles on Sunday. Uh, I'm going off of what the owner said. Okay. And, and, <laughs> and you know, he said that he would welcome a quarterback controversy. And I understand what he's saying. He's yeah. meaning, I hope we win, right? I hope we win without Dak and and that people are, are wondering what we should do. If they're winning and they win a big road game against Philadelphia, I could see where there is some pause and you say, well, you know, how do, how exactly do we handle this? And, and I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in no way. You know, I, can, I can see it now. The headlines are. <laughs> Aikman says, Aikman you know, says play rush. That's not, 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 not what I'm saying at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. I mean, Dak is uh, the quarterback of this franchise. I love the guy, and uh, and they're better with Dak at quarterback. But the team's playing good football right now. There's always just that little but. Everyone loves Dak. Everyone knows he's the better quarterback. But but if you pull off this upset, and if the team has found a formula to win, does it at least make you think twice? Now, I mean, this would have to be a really epic upset, I think, for Cowboys fans to jump on to remain on the Cooper Rush bandwagon and not want to get to Dak Prescott because Dak is the upgrade. Well, right. I mean, there's history here, obviously. It was, you would have never predicted Dak Prescott, a fourth-round pick, would take over for Tony Romo, who's really a borderline Hall of Famer, and you never would have predicted that Tony Romo would have taken over when he took over as well. So there is that Jerry Jones history. Mm. Uh, I, you know, I understand what Troy is saying. I'm a big – I think it's, it lays out so perfectly. Why overthink this? I, I – I hope the Cowboys don't do this. I hope they just say, we're going to play this game against the Eagles. Whatever happens, happens. Then perfect. Detroit, Chicago, ease Dak back into it because you need a passing offense. It's 2022. You're not going to get 102 passing yards like they did last week and win a ton of ball games. Okay, but does it matter to you at all that before the season started, Romo was on our show and he said it to us and Jerry echoed it as well. They wanted to get back to more emphasis on the run game. They talked about that before the season. Not that they wanted to go totally away from the passing game, yeah. but that they wanted to put more of an emphasis on the run. Yeah, and this this has helped. No, this has it, helped a lot. You're right. It's hard to tell because Dak didn't have a lot of time. It was the Bucks game, the Bucks defense completely shut them down. Yeah, until he got hurt. Right yeah. now, the Cowboys are a six-and-a-half-point underdog yeah. to the Eagles. And I believe this line has moved, and this comes courtesy of DraftKings. Yeah, of it went down, then it went back up when the when it found everyone knew Dak would not come back. Right, so there was a little bit of Dak hope, and the moved the line, and now it looks like it's still going to be Cooper Rush barring anything. Too crazy, even though Dak was at practice today, officially, like, for the first time. It was on a limited basis. So Eagles minus six-and-a-half. And the over under 42. So not expecting a super high scoring affair here. I mean, the obvious thing here is to take the points, right? It worked last week for Dallas. Yes. And I think that even, this this would be more of a statement for the Eagles, Perloff. If they somehow blow the Cowboys out or win by two touchdowns, just get ready because the Eagles hype is going to be out of control. I think it already is pretty crazy. Yeah, th- it would be huge. 6 uh, and 0. Oh. They, you know, you even hear 17 and 0, which is crazy. I, I think you have to be very careful if you're an Eagles fan to measure the response to this this game, especially if Cooper Rush is in there. Beating a Cooper Rush Cowboys team does not mean, like, I don't want the Eagles to start feeling themselves because of this. I think they're going to win, but I'm taking the points in the Cowboys. And what I feel better about is the under. Don't you feel like the Cowboys are going to slow this game down 
And I don't know the Eagles. It's their best shot of winning. Yeah, it's their best shot of winning. And if you watch the Eagles against the Cardinals last week, their offense is really good, but they don't feel like the Chiefs where they're going to convert on every drive. This portion of the show is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app and use code MMP for Maggie and Perloff to get in on the action. How about Cooper Rush? Right now, 219 and a half passing yards. Wow, under that. <laughs> I say I'm under immediately. If the Cowboys know what they're doing, unless they're trailing, how do you feel about that one? I think that the Eagles are going to try to put this game in Cooper Rush's hands. Now, mm. I don't think that's going to be great for the Cowboys, but I could see Good how point. that would lead to him having to make some throws. And listen, the Eagles secondary is good this year. And I, I, I'm, I try to go through, like, where do the Cowboys have the advantage? You know, that's where I'm trying to figure out how they can pull off this upset. And to be honest with you, I cannot really find a place where they have a distinct advantage or they would be able to use that. I mean, Michael Parsons is great. He's not Superman. He can't single-handedly win a game. That's a Demarcus Lawrence is great. Yeah, but the offensive line for the Eagles, even though a little bit banged up, they still are really good. They're better than the offensive lines that the Cowboys have been facing. Yeah, I don't Especially know. Especially last week with the Rams. Yeah, yes. I don't know if there's any offensive line that is good enough to stop Micah Parsons. Oh, if he's not. healthy. Now, I wonder if he's healthy, too. Uh, that Who, by the way, all of a sudden this guy, Sam Williams, came yeah. last week. Who are these other guys? Dorrance Armstrong? <laughs> I didn't know these guys at all. And they look like killers for the Cowboys defensive line. That's the other problem. If you, you put everyone on Parsons, they have other guys. How about this prop bet? Field goal made, plus 475, yes. On the first drive, minus 900, no. I think both offenses are really good at moving the ball. Yeah. And I think they're going to give each other a lot of yards. I think they're going to have trouble getting in the end zone. I kind of like this bet. Can't you see either team driving down for a field goal Wait, in the first 15 plays? Is the Eagles kicker still the backup? Dicker the kicker? Yeah, and, <laughs> and in an awesome way, yes. No, I know he was fine, but like, first of all, is His that unfortunate a, as a name for a kicker, or is that perfect as a name for a kicker? Oh, he's it's perfect. <laughs> he's got a great back. Everyone was all of a sudden telling these stories about him. He's what was it Texas, right? I think he was born overseas. Uh, he's great. I'm a huge Dicker the kicker fan. <laughs> I hope he's still kicking. Uh, and and the Cowboys kicker is Cowboys kicker is it's great. just the man. Yeah, and that's how they've been winning games. They they get into the you know the twenty yard line and are out special teaming guys. I think this game is going to be really close. Maggie and Perloff, you're welcome to weigh in at 855-212-4CBS. For the Cowboys fans, where do you feel you have an advantage on Sunday? Where? Is it the Cowboys D-line? I mean, Cowboys also have a good secondary, but you also think that Jalen Hurts and is able to run so much. Like, yep. is A.J. Brown going to be able to get separation? Well, What's going to go on here? I mean, listen. A.J. Brown is the man. I'd throw to him 14 times in a game. Yeah, but Trey Diggs is the man. Is he? Yes. <laughs> yes, he yeah. is. Has anyone, has any cornerback let up more yards than Trey Diggs? I no. mean, it, but all all he needs is one pick, and, yeah. and you could change the course. Of the and he's had a pick, and I think, in every game against the Eagles that he's played. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> a, I love A.J. Brown. Ah, fine. Go to Devontae Smith. Yeah, the fan of me is coming out here. Uh, yeah, I'm more concerned about Parsons. Because Jalen Hurts has been perfect this year. Listen. He's not had a bad quarter the all season, but he's not faced real pressure. If the Eagles win, Perloff can celebrate by driving out to the middle of nowhere, and we'll just leave you there for and 30 days. <laughs> Hand over your cell phone.
and we'll just see how it goes. Oh, I don't that... know how you're going to let us know when you want to get picked up, but, you know, send a flare or something. Ooh, not having my cell phone in my hand. That would be bad. <laughs> I, hate, I hate when I'm in a room that has no service, let alone <laughs> miles away. Yeah, this is going to work out great for you. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, we had Bob Huggins in studio last hour. We continue with Big 12 college basketball head coaches. He won a national championship at Baylor. He will join us in studio next. Scott Drew is our guest. Do not move. More Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Serious exemption. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. It is our pleasure. We get to welcome in a national championship winning college basketball coach. Scott Drew from the Baylor Bears is here. I know it's been a season, but I mean, does your life change after you win a national championship? How does it change? Well, actually, you get a bunch of random stuff sent to your house to sign. And you, <laughs> you really, you're like, how did they get the address? It's unlisted, number one. But, <laughs> That's kind of uh, scary. Uh, other than that, it's been uh, uh, definitely different from the standpoint uh, when you're different parts of the country and people say, I love the team that won that national championship. Know. We've had a lot of great teams. Went to the Elite Eight in 2010, lost to the champion uh, Duke Blue Devils. Went to the Elite Eight in 2012, uh, lost to the Kentucky Wildcats, who won it all. Obviously won it the year, and then the next year, which was last year, yep. we were 15-0, and and then lost a, uh, our leading score at the time uh, with a season-ending injury, LJ Cryer, and then uh, lost the co-defensive player of the year, Jonathan Chamuchach. When, uh We still finished uh, uh, one conference, finished the number one seed, and uh, really proud of the effort in the NCAA tournament, but... Uh, uh, hard to overcome uh, those losses and win six games in the NCAA tournament. Well, yeah, and you lost to North Carolina, if I'm remembering, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. good team. I mean, well and they coached. made it all yeah, the way to bad. the championship yeah. game, so you can understand that. So, wow, the way your life changes is more things to sign. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, the I only mean, perk. Well, you're walking amongst, you know, say you're at a conference and you're with other college basketball coaches, you must talk a little trash or hold your head higher. Is there any, yeah. is there any, yeah. do you uh, ever get, let yourself feel superior? <laughs> actually, uh, um, I pride myself on being a humble servant. Um, Baylor's the largest Baptist school in the nation. Jesus came to serve, not be served. And, uh, uh, I know with us, I'm, I and our staff are only as good as our players. And I learned that from Phil Jackson when I love the bulls, when they were winning championships, but old, old Michael Jordan went and played baseball and and Phil wasn't as good a coach. And my point is, <laughs> the players really do matter, you know. Yeah. So they deserve the credit. And a lot of times, 
coaches get too much blame or too much credit. And so uh, um, the coaching profession's a tough one. So much respect for the for the men that are in it and uh, the impact they have on young people. Not everybody plays pro, and when they're done playing, uh, it's amazing how coaches continue to help uh, the student athletes. They're blessed to coach. You know, do you get more satisfaction out of seeing like a Davion Mitchell or Jeremy mm-hmm. Sohan? You have back-to-back guys who go top mm-hmm. ten in the NBA draft, or the guy who plays for you for four years who's never going to play, you know, uh, on the professional level. Another great question. Um, I- I'll tell you what, it's like having kids. If you have three kids and two of them are sports stars, and the other one's more studious, do you love them all? Absolutely, <laughs> and you just love them different. So, um, as far as uh, uh, Proud of everyone that that steps foot on our campus, plays for us, try to help them and have or we call it preparing champions for life. Uh, uh, we want to have a spiritual impact and academic uh, character formation and athletic, and that that's a, a blessing to be able to to be a part of in the best conference in the country, which I know we're going to talk a little Big Twelve <laughs> in a second. Yeah. Nice segue right there, huh? <laughs> you have a future in this. Well, we have a few other Baylor questions for you, if you oh, don't oh, mind. Keep yeah. going, keep going. I mean, we are hearing all about Keontae George. Keontae George, this is the highest recruit you guys have ever had, yeah. highest rank recruit yeah. you've ever had in the history of the program. He's ESPN ranked number three. I mean, first of all, we haven't seen a lot of him. So, like, yeah. what's a comp? Do you have a player comp for him? Wow. Um, that's pretty good. Uh one thing, one thing. Uh, I'm not gonna give a player comp right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna describe his game, uh, and then let you come up with your own comp. And the only reason is uh, after the season, I think there'll be a lot more uh, tangible evidence of who he plays like. But um, from us coaching him so far, he passes it better than people give him credit. He's an elite scorer, uh, somebody that can play on or off the ball. Uh, a lot of times people list him as a shooting guard, but he's somebody who really can uh, come off a ball screen and facilitate. Uh, very good athlete, can rebound um, can rebound in traffic, can get to the free throw line. Um, again, he's 18 years old. He's a freshman, which means that uh, normally you have more inconsistency with an 18-year-old than you do a 22-year-old. And um, if you want to know, like, how, how, what do you mean by that? And um, perfect example is when you have a 13-year-old at home, hopefully when they're 18, they do more right things mm-hmm. than when they were 13. And uh, uh, it's an adjustment whenever you get to college. It's adjustment whenever you get to the NBA. Different speed, different length, different athleticism, different toughness. So like every freshman, he'll go through some uh, 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 growing uh, pains and adapting to that. But we have great upperclassmen. They'll help him through it. We had two one-and-dones last year, and Jeremy Sohan uh, drafted ninth by the Spurs, and then Kendall Brown drafted by the Pacers. So um, we're excited for uh, Keontae. We played in Canada, represented the USA team, played up there in the tournament this summer. He had 230-plus uh, games. So he's capable of putting up big numbers, uh, and we'll just work on the consistency part. So that was a long answer yeah. rather I'm than I'm not a sure what the comp is. I was like, hey, Maggie, can, can Maggie and I do a comp then? What yeah. do, I'm leaning Dwayne Wade, but I don't know. Maybe more <laughs> point know, guard maybe, skills. Yeah, uh, maybe something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's a high end. I mean, you, okay. you'd be happy with a Dwayne Wade type, <laughs> I imagine. I, I think most coaches would take D Wade. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, that sounds pretty good. So you mentioned Big 12 uh, is expanding. Some of the programs are bringing in. Yeah. I mean, as a basketball coach, can, you know, do you really want it? Do you really want Houston in your conference? <laughs> Did you, could you have said to Brett Yormark, hey, can you bring in some big football schools that are struggling <laughs> on the basketball? Like, you don't need more competition. What are you guys doing here? Well, I, I can tell you one thing, and that is from a coaching standpoint, you always want to compete against the best. 
And as a player, normally you want to play against the best. That's why everyone wants to get to the NBA. Uh, a couple stats, figures for you. Uh, you know, we've the Big 12's won back-to-back national championships. Mm-hmm. We know that. But we're the only conference to have three different teams play in the championship game in the last three years ever. And that, what makes the Big 12 special is 60% of our teams have gone to the Final Four since 2012. So you have great depth. It's not one team. It's not two teams. So when you have uh, um, great games night in and night out, that prepares you for the NCAA tournament. Fans love it. Coaches lose hair. But <laughs> I, I can tell you that, uh, uh, again, um, our net rating was 33 last year. The next best conference was 57. Six out of the last nine years, we've been the best conference in the country, RPI or net-wise. With these teams coming in, Ken Palm Analytics say we, we will still be the best conference analytically. Now you got to prove it on the court each and every night. Um, but, again, Great players want to play in great programs against great competition. You know, I think it's because of your geographic footprint. There's a lot of football areas, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just me, and I'm sure you don't think this way, but I think of ACC as the premier basketball conference. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just laid out a pretty good case for the Big 12. How do you deal? You know, you're you're in the heart of football Is that country. because you went to Dartmouth and you're yeah. on the East Coast? Or is yeah. that just... <laughs> probably. Biases. Probably. Coach, way well, to point you know, them out. Because I grew up, you know, and I also I grew up with Duke. When I was a kid, Duke and North Carolina were the mm-hmm. thing. You know, there's a lot... You grow up with preconceived yeah. notions about different conferences. And Big 12, I sometimes think of as a football conference. And you're mm-hmm. in Texas where... Yeah. How, how do you balance that? Like, you've turned yeah. a football school uh, into a basketball school. It's, it's really interesting to me how you balance those two sports. Well, and, and that's where, to me, um, facts and figures and statistics are so important because uh, it's no matter how you want to metrically look at it, in the last nine years, the Big 12 conference, you can't say another conference has been better. And it, what makes a good conference is not one team, two teams. It's the depth of the league. And that's why, uh, again, each and every night, it's such a hard-fought league. But you're right. Sometimes people say the ACC is the best or the Big Ten's the best. And that's why uh, it's important for uh, us coaches to get out, spread the word, because you're an intelligent person. Now when you hear, <laughs> wow, I mean, six out of nine years, the best, I have that. Like, the best RPI. They, now, okay, well, maybe we judge it on championships. Well, wait a minute. The only league to ever have three different teams Back to back to back, and let's go COVID year. Us in Kansas were set to be number one seats. That could have been four years in a row. Yeah. So and 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 Tech could have won a national championship. So that'd have been yeah. three in a row actually won. So I mean the Big Twelve is really dominated, and statistically, analytically, we can we have a great case. Has it? change in any way your approach to coaching at all when you I'm sure obviously in the way that you took over the Baylor program which was coming off of that awful uh, situation and now you're there 20 years you've turned them into a national champion like do you have to change the way you coach when kids are now young men excuse me are now coming to you to try to get them to the NBA I can't imagine that's what it was like when you mm. first took over the Baylor program well, well we we've been we've been blessed each and every year uh we try to really recruit to our culture and um, that is, that's players that, uh, come in and develop and get better. We've had 17 NBA players since I've been at Baylor. That's, that's a lot. Mm. And, uh, uh, probably over half of them came in as people that weren't supposed to get to the NBA, zero star, one star guys, um, uh, and, and developed. 
and their hard work allowed that to happen. So we bring in guys that are really hard workers, and we've had uh, the we have the we're the winningest program in the Power Five in the last three years uh, from the hard work that guys have put in and uh, the fact that they've put team first. So we don't recruit necessarily who's ranked the highest, but who fits us the best and uh, who that we can help. I mean, that what's great about coaching is some coaches uh, uh, are better for other student athletes, and um, you got to recognize who can you help and who fits in your program. And uh, there's a lot of ways I say to get to four. Two plus two equals four. Three plus one equals four. Four plus oh. There's get do what's best for you, and we try to bring in student athletes that we can benefit and help the most. That's why we're coaches. We want to help them. Not everybody we can help, and there's other coaches that can help them better. Coach, we can't tell you how much we appreciate this. You coming all the way here to sit in the studio mm. and answer Perloff's questions about whether or not you want five-star recruits. Hey, can I this ask is... him a question? What's the best Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia? <laughs> I mean, I can't leave without that answer. Oh, so This is controversial. There's all the famous ones, but I I live near St. Joe's University. Have you ever played St. Joe's? I don't know. Is it Chubby's, Delisandro's? What are you getting at? Larry's yeah. Belly Fillers. Larry's uh, right off City Line Avenue. It's my spot. Tell him, you know Pearl. Yeah, tell him you know Pearl off. Yeah, tell you will him you know Pearl off. Drop his name, pounds. coach. Yeah. He doesn't have to drop the we national championship that, that he won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You'll put on 10 like pounds in two minutes. <laughs> no. But now that you're in New York, I live in Brooklyn now. We'll get pizza. We'll come to Grimaldi's. There's got to be, you know, there's great pizza here. We'll mm-hmm. do that. Okay, how's that sound? Well, anytime you guys want to come down to Waco, Texas, you know you got the Baylor Bears. You got Chip and Joe, the fixer-uppers. So, uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, you guys are more than welcome down there. We got some good barbecue, too. Love it. We've heard. We've heard. Uh, Coach, again, thank you. Good luck this upcoming season. We can't wait to watch and hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. All right. Maggie Perloff, appreciate great guests today. If you missed any of them, you can always download the Maggie and Perloff podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. We had Mac Hollins from Stu's Las Vegas Raiders today. He came in. He was barefoot. Guy hasn't had a refined carb in years. Um, <laughs> we had Bob Huggins, the Hall of Fame college basketball coach. He, and I think he has had a refined carb. He, he may have had <laughs> a He looked good, though. No, actually, he looked really good. And uh, nice save. And Scott Drew, of course, Won a national championship with the Baylor Bears. Did a little college basketball today, which was really, really fun. Um, Okay, so coming up tonight, Bears Commanders. Not a great day for Washington. The day starts out, not only are you one and four, but the day starts out with yet another bombshell report about just what a... um, detestable character your owner appears to be. And... Now the latest is that Dan Snyder is building dossiers on fellow owners just in order to, I want to say blackmail, but I feel like that's a little harsh. He's trying to basically compile a dossier so that the owners will be threatened not to try to oust him from his from power. Yeah, he's not going down alone. Yeah, right. Like if they if you take me out, I'm taking everybody with me, including <laughs> owners and Roger Goodell. Well, I mean, and you know how football works, so if Washington wins tonight, Commanders fans are gonna be like, Yeah, let's go. They I mean they're immune <laughs> to this at this point. I mean, they've had to be if there are any yeah, left. If there are any left, they've been through so much. Like no fan base deserves this. I mean, it, you knew something was up that Daniel Snyder could keep that name for so long. Yeah, when, when the public sentiment was... The public sentiment was so strong against it for yeah. 15 years. And somehow he became an expert. Like, that was not winning football games. That was not his expertise. 
It was keeping that name that no one wanted. Yeah, just like bobbing and weaving through this like just yeah. really messy, messy thing. And then, of course, I think it, he had all the stuff with the workplace culture, which was, again, bobbing and weaving for years. Honestly, and up until recently, I mean, how many women have to come forward to say they were, you know, uncomfortable and more than that as a part of that organization? And even the NFL is so complicit in some of this stuff because they do a, a investigation and then they don't, Roger Goodell says you don't have to write down the results. Like we can just do a, like a verbal sort of, uh, you know, well, maybe presentations. We know, maybe we know why now I think the article implied that Goodell didn't really want to be too harsh on yeah, Snyder because, because he's afraid of him. Snyder might have dirt on him. I mean, he's hiring allegedly hiring private investigators to follow everybody around and and build all this a case against. Well, I do think though that it was kind of. I think it's a little unfair that Carson Wentz caught a stray here. Definitely like caught Carson, a stray. Carson Wentz cannot stay no. out of trouble. First, his coach calls him out earlier in the week, and one of the most egregious coaches calling out quarterbacks I've ever heard. Yeah, and Ron Rivera, one of the nice guys in the league, a defensive guy. Yeah. But it's just been. Uh, Carson Wentz last year actually played very well for the Colts for a big part of the season, and his owner couldn't wait to get rid of him. This guy, no. I'm not saying we should feel bad for him, but this guy has not had good luck over the last two years. Well, okay, not only did was the owner last year, Jim Mercer, couldn't wait to get rid of him, he also couldn't wait to get to a microphone to tell everybody how much he wanted to get rid of Carson yeah. Wentz. Like, there was no, there was no, like, gray area here. I mean, it was like, this guy's the problem we've got to get him out of here. And they found the suckers and the commanders to take Carson Wentz. But you're right because they, Carson Wentz gets, you know, publicly chastised by his coach this week. And then this article comes out saying Dan Snyder was the one who wanted to draft him. So you could just add him to like, you know, the laundry list of terrible personnel moves that personally have Dan Snyder's fingerprints on them. That's well, by not the way, awesome. You know, they were definitely getting a veteran quarterback this year. Let's look at some of the other guys they could have gotten. Matt Ryan, uh, no thank you. That's turning out Baker Mayfield. Bad. Well, the report was that they wanted Jimmy Garoppolo, and he was like, no, yeah. no, no, I'll get surgery. And the I mean, thing, imagine that. <laughs> uh, Jimmy G doesn't really look great either. Yeah, uh, he um, would be bad in Washington. So this is not all on Carson Wentz. I'm not saying that Carson's doing no, anything to help himself. Tough. And the other part about Wentz is not only has this been a bad week for him, we know that he's kind of a sensitive guy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. If you believe that he really did, you know, never felt the same about Philly because Nick Foles came in and won the Super Bowl, if you kind of buy into that storyline, that that was difficult for him when Jalen Hurts was drafted, that he couldn't really, yeah. you know, that was mentally very difficult for him. Well, he didn't. This well, has got to have been a rough week for this dude. There was a report he didn't talk to Doug Peterson for six months or something crazy. I don't know. I've never been able to figure out Carson Wentz. The reports are always. They're always like hinted something, but yeah. never quite get there with Carson Wentz because he seems kind of harmless to well, me. Well, Matt Collins said he's the same guy. You know, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He, like, he Matt Collins was fine with him. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's whatever. He's Carson Wentz. I kind of get the feeling that Matt Collins might be fine with anybody, though. Like, he yeah. just seems like a pretty chill dude. But, I mean, that's what he said, and he would know but, more than us. Listen, the, the truth is, he, Matt Collins did say something that was dead on. If a quarterback is winning, no one ever complains about what kind of locker room leader they are. That's true. Here's another question about Snyder. Do you think, let's just say, for example, let's just say that all this is true. The higher yeah. the private investigators, the building of the dossiers on the other owners, like all this stuff checks out. Do you think anything that he would have gotten in those dossiers is going to be more embarrassing for the league than what Dan Snyder, what we know about Dan Snyder? 
But it's a, it's not embarrassing for the league. It's embarrassing for individuals. Right, but I'm saying, do you think anyone did worse than what he did? We're talking about 20 years workplace, no, no, that's bad a, culture, that's the cost. cheerleaders, like all this off. The people had to get fired. All of these awful things. Do you? I mean, what else are you going to find? How bad are these owners? Doesn't matter. It, what Daniel Snyder does did doesn't matter if he's going to reveal what you did, even if it's half as bad as anything. Well, that's Daniel what I'm Snyder. saying. No, no, the owners don't care what. They just don't want anything negative about themselves coming out. Even if it's not nearly as bad, what's the difference? Know, it could be one-tenth as bad and still embarrassing. But it's but think about, at some point, you have to think about the greater good, like of getting this guy out of the league. If they um, really want him out, then someone's got to like look, maybe have a little bad PR, call his no. bluff a little bit. I could be a lot bad PR. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure what's I mean, in there. You, I know what I know. Would what you is. take a, a PR hit that ended your career to help out your parent company? Well, no, of course not. I don't not. know if it's going to end. I don't know. If, is it bad enough that all of a sudden I'm going to get forced out? You've you've seen the NFL owners in operation. You don't think that there's you could find dirt Listen, on six of them to my get them booted? Imagination can go wherever because yes, I've had some. You know, we have evidence that not every workplace well, is up to par. Also, it doesn't even have to be workplace stuff. It could also be personal stuff that's super embarrassing that you really, really don't want out there. You know, can I tell you something that looks smarter and smarter and smarter with every passing day? Remember when Deflategate happened yeah. and Tom Brady destroyed his phone? They wanted him to turn his phone over to, like, the NFL, yeah. remember? And he was just like, nah, and he destroyed it. Yeah, do you know why? I don't know why. He didn't want any, He didn't want everything in his phone leaking out at some point. That's what every, That's all the Tom Brady apologists said that. The uh, reality is it said, hey, can you deflate these footballs on Sunday? <laughs> it was <laughs> The guy's name was a deflator. Wait, Someone no. please put, explain that to me. Put that he aside lost for weight? a second. What? He, <laughs> Put that aside for a second. If they have Brady's phone, you don't think that someone who has access to more than just about the flake text between him and Giselle, text between him and Alex Guerrero, yeah. just all this stuff could come out. No, I do. I, that I, was I the smartest thing he ever did. He should have thrown that thing into the Charles River. But he's a he's supposedly a married dad with three kids. What's he What's he got on there? You can see my phone. It's uh, <laughs> oh, this Phillies reliever sucks. <laughs> oh, hey, have you heard how good Tyrese Maxey is? Yeah. Oh, I mean, a private investigator yeah. would be making some really easy money following me or you around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, another salad. Our this text person really lives on the edge. Now, what about the uh, Maggie and Perloff, Stu and Samter text thread? I would say that's pretty benign as well. I, we're fine. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Because actually, the last night you actually sent a, uh, a meme <laughs> of somebody giving me the finger last night. <laughs> I say the actual <laughs> tweets are worse. What was that all it about? It was Mr. Met. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Met giving you the finger. Because you and Jack Fritz from WIP were yeah. ganging up on me about the you Mets mean, being right, out of the playoffs. Just, just admit it. You've been so mad at me that the Phillies advance. Every no. time the topic comes up, I can see small <laughs> amount of smoke coming out of your ear. I'm not mad about the – well, I am mad about the Phillies advancing. I'm mad because you abandoned the Phillies I did. in June. I did. And you're like, I was so the into them before stink. that. This is – yeah, the, before that. The two months of the season Well, the Bryce that. Harper injury was scary. I was like, I'm out. Okay, well, he's back. And yeah, he's balling. I'm into that. And now it's like your number one Phillies fan. Yeah. It's like you come in with a fanatics costume on. I'm just like, come <laughs> on. Where did okay, this come okay. from? Okay. Okay. That's a little bit. I'm not going to. It'd be so hard like, for you, me to you, argue this. You tweet out. You're like, man, it's really hard to watch your team lose a playoff game. I'm like, you don't say. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you and Fritz are coming back at me. Uh, the only thing I had was Mr. Met giving the finger, which <laughs> is the best, best meme ever.
What would happen to that guy? Imagine being in a mascot costume and flipping somebody off. You have to be a total lunatic. (laughs) Is it going to ruin our relationship if the Bills and the Eagles make the Super Bowl? No, because for me, like, that would be amazing if they made to the Super Bowl. Just making it. Well, I want them to win it. But what like... a loser mentality! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I want them. Can they make it first? We got a long season to go here. I don't want Losing to a Super Bowl the is painful. That's bad too. You do not want any part of that. Thank you. I oh know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you know. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Good grief, uh, Stu, Kevin. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. It's been a great week. We're back tomorrow. We're on TV tomorrow as well. Have a great night, everyone. See ya. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.